right, we're about to start. And just like that, we are now live from Clown, Clown World. World. How's it feel to be in Clown World? Um, it feels good. Yeah. Surprisingly, I'm I'm excited for Clown World. What feels good about being in Clown World? Well, I think that the clownier it gets, the closer we are to the golden age. Yeah, I think so too. I think we're gonna have to go through this period of just like everything's about to change, everything's yeah. about to shift, and we're about to just come into a new, complete new almost reality. It's all good news. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. All the you news. You have to look it, at it as mm-hmm. all good news. Yeah. And that's what we're going to try to do with this podcast. We're just going to try to bring in all the clowniness happening into the world and just um, just bring a positive kind of spin on it and maybe like a, I don't know, like a esoteric kind of like spirituality right. know, tone to it. So that's, that's the plan anyways. We'll see how that goes, but right. I'm excited to to do this though yeah i'm excited to do this with you love oh i was gonna say that with you love on valentine's day this is what we decided to do on valentine's day this year and um yeah i'm I'm, i don't know i feel like uh i'm gonna have a lot to do trying to figure out the 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 logistics of the podcast and everything because i feel like my voice is still popping in and out i don't know why my mic is doing that but i mean i don't know i feel like but hey, if your message is getting out there, that's the most important. Part. Yes. And I'm excited to just broadcast our message out into the world so that we can just like, I don't know, hopefully attract. Yes. The vibration that we're, that we're putting out. Putting into out the world. and bring that in. And yep. And bring it back If this doesn't in. resonate with you, that's okay. Yeah, that's We fine. still love you. Um, <laughs> but you know, if it does resonate with you, we want to talk. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole, uh, a big part of this podcast that I want to do is like, um, Building community, you know, yes. finding like-minded people and just trying to build community with them. So, and even if you think differently, yeah, as long as you're open to talk and you're receptive and not antagonistic, you know, we're down to talk to you too. Yep. Convince us we're wrong. It's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We like, might be wrong. Yeah, like I'm trying to just be open-minded. Like anything that anybody tells me, I'm just trying to like trust it. You know, even right. if it's something that doesn't resonate with me, I was like, I trust that in in some reality in your world that that means something to you. Yes. <laughs> I trust like, that it's meaningful to you. Yeah. And I trust that you believe that thing is true, what mm-hmm. you're saying. So it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't have to affect me as much as. Yeah. I'm not angry if you think differently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, but that's, that's why I, I feel like we're trying to, I don't know make this work yeah <laughs> it's such a different podcast than doing like flavor kids podcast too so maybe it's just it's good it's because two different energies right? yeah like yeah yeah you, josh and you have a chemistry that's different and yeah like, and any person you have on the podcast you're gonna have a different yeah vibe with them no but i'm excited because me and you have really good conversations a lot we do. yeah so and now they can be live yeah now other people get to step into our little brains and like be a fly on the wall and hear me and you talk about all the crazy things that we talk right. about and then so. maybe we can have guests and yeah yeah you know, i'm excited for that on. too yeah. i'm excited for that too so uh i saw you before the show you were like prepping 
you were in you were in uh, Desmo, just like I was like, oh damn, I'm not used to doing a show with somebody who preps so hard. And for I, a show. I feel like I could have prepped a lot better, but mm. I, I try to do some prep. Um, yeah. Basically, I just took some notes on some podcasts that I've listened to where I kind of resonate well with them. And, yeah, and I don't want to like copy exactly, obviously, what they did, but a lot of their ideas I keep hearing them from different sources, so it's not like. Yeah, and it yeah. feels like this is the time for all of that information to... It's disclosure. Yeah, it's like, it feels like we're in the age of disclosure and also the age of information, but that's going to be a good thing and a bad thing because you're going to be drowning in information right Well, I now. think what's it, it's going to be important to cultivate discernment. Yeah. Because you know, it's not going to be easy to tell just with even just your five senses mm -hmm. is something true because like there's going to be deep fakes. Yeah, and it might go against your, your experience that you have in life too. So it's like... Right. This thing has just been true for you your whole life. That's just been your experience. And then somebody else is telling you, no, that's not true. You're going to be like, whoa, that can rock your reality. right? Yeah, there. I think we we grasp onto our concepts really hard because mm -hmm. we identify with them. We, we we think of them as part of our identity, our framework. Yeah. And it, and it, but it's like important to be open-minded, but not gullible, you know, at the yeah. same time. It's, a, it's nuanced. Like I'm, even if an idea seems far-fetched, I will at least hear them out mm. and see, you know, does it does it make sense? Okay, so what's a far-fetched kind of conspiracy? Like, I guess we should maybe lay uh, like a groundwork of what kind of conspiracies or what kind of things that we do we believe in, you know? Okay, well, I guess some of the things that I, I studied before this podcast, mm -hmm. I don't feel like they're far-fetched at all. I feel mm. like they're actually pretty probable. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, where did you start in your like? Uh, when did you first go down the rabbit hole? Let's start there. Honestly, it's hard to remember now because I've mm -hmm. been in the rabbit hole so long. <laughs> it's like when <laughs> maybe did you've never seen the sun before. Maybe that. Okay, I maybe I have a good start. As a child, my mom, she's been as you know very into aliens, mm -hmm. and so she read like the Sakurai Sitchin books. Yeah, and so even as a kid, she was always telling me about like how we may have come from aliens that were hybrids, mm -hmm. and, you know, all this stuff. So that was my first introduction. At first I just thought I was like, Oh, is this my mom? Her silly thing. Yeah. But like the older I got the, and the more, I don't know, other sources yeah. brought similar information. I was like, you know what? She was on to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your mom's really into the alien stuff. And yes. at first I was just like, well, I guess I didn't really believe, I guess I didn't give too too much thought to like aliens and right to like me that. I seemed it was like kind of like if they're out there or not it doesn't really affect my life yeah so I was like kind of like okay I don't care mm -hmm. um but I think it's important it's just it's conscious life I guess yeah now I'm like all about it I'm just like there has to be other there dimensions and realities I guess the thing that kind of clicked with me for aliens is when I started thinking about them maybe as like uh, angels or just mm -hmm. interdimensional beings. Yeah, it's like language is so interesting because like you change the language and all of a mm -hmm. sudden it's acceptable. Yeah. It's like all you did was say angel versus alien and yep. it's like essentially the same thing. Yeah, so I think that's what kind of mm -hmm. led me down the kind of the rabbit hole of aliens and mm -hmm. believing more than just like a... I don't Nephilim. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just going back to the Bible and reading again, and just like having that eye, like uh, having that uh, um, just an open-minded, um, mm -hmm. like second read through of the Bible, and being like, oh, okay, that's okay. And I know it is kind of crazy when you think about the guy on like ancient aliens, like the alien guy, you know? Right. And I think 
I don't, sometimes I wonder if that's on purpose. Like mm-hmm. they have a kind of kooky guy out there yeah. to kind of make it like, oh, if you believe it, you're, you're, you're crazy like mm-hmm. this guy, you know, but it's, I don't know. But the crazy thing is, is like people can like grab onto to whatever they believe in and just like think that that's true. Like I have it down completely. Right. Know? I'm just willing to my reality be shifted. Like mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, if I, if evidence proves otherwise, I'm willing to change my opinion. Yeah. I'm not like married to any opinion i'm willing to change it i'm willing to admit that i was wrong yeah like that i think more people need to be okay with that Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of judgment for like oh if you're wrong about one thing you're wrong about everything and it's like that's that's not how humans or reality works Mm -hmm. like you're allowed to change your opinion yeah exactly you know exactly so Hmm. i think the first kind of conspiracy that kind of led me to be maybe anti-government yeah. <laughs> it's like the 9-11 stuff like oh, after God. um i don't know you made me watch zeitgeist zeitgeist yeah, yeah we watched that you together. were the one who pulled me down the rabbit hole maybe i think so because i introduced you to yeah. that movie right it was already kind of in my dna to just be like anti whatever the norm is i feel like even just like going through high school of you're like counterculture yeah i was bit. already kind of counter kind of culture like my sister was like the one who like ran the school from the inside you know and i was like the one who was like the underground <laughs> i ran the underground part of the school so you're both running the school yes exactly and then me and her like don't butt heads at all so it was just like yeah she's the person that i can take over the world with you're so we've attacking always been the close. problem from different angles yes exactly but we were always remained super close too so yeah. yeah yeah i love your sister oh yeah oh yeah she's she's super cool i'm excited i sent her uh, the flavor kids podcast because i just uploaded it right and sent it out though also this is a uh shout out to the flavor kids podcast plugging that in gotta <laughs> plug it in we're starting the podcasting network so hopefully we can get some more shows going i'm excited to do that because i think it's going to be really fun to to get a yeah it's good to see you in your going. element your podcast element yeah yeah it's it's um it's so weird because sometimes I'll get into my little moods and I can't talk because I'm just so stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And then this brings me out of it. Yeah, this definitely I can brings see me yeah. your light shining mm-hmm. brighter. Yeah, even though I guess it does kind of you know, stress me out before the show. And then I can still keep hearing my voice popping in and out. And that's driving me crazy right now. It's like a person who's like technical and wants to hear and make a really good podcast. Just I'm like, like maybe such step as, a little back. Yeah, but then I came back out here. Is this better? Does this sound better? It's less poppy. Yeah, okay. I guess yeah. it's, well, it still sounds like it's popping in and out. I don't know. We'll fix that later. Yeah, don't worry so, about it. Sorry, this is episode one. We got some kinks to work out. We got new equipment. So, and I'm the one actually running the, the audio stuff now. So, well, we'll figure that out. But yeah. I don't need to complain about that because in our meditation okay. class the other day, I really liked the line that if you want to compound your karma, complain about it right and i was like "Ooh, that hits so that hard because hit yeah. like i don't know i think i used to be more of a complainer mm-hmm. and like now when other people complain to me it kind of like hits weird because mm-hmm. it's like oh i remember that energy and it's like i sympathize but at the same time i'm like mm-hmm. you got to get out of that loop yeah because it's just it's just making you stay in that loop it is yeah because yeah. i really believe that words are magic and i'm just on this kick right now of thinking that the world is way more magical and it is uh, yeah so it's just like not everything can be reduced down to i mean i think it can to to science at some point but we do not have the tools right now 
Right. I think what we see as random mm-hmm. or what like unscientific is just like we haven't found the science for it mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. You know, so it's it hasn't been ex- like a synchronicity, right? Yeah. We can we've all experienced those moments of synchronicity and like you can't explain it with science. You mm-hmm. can't pull out an equation and say like this is why this synchronicity happened. But we but there's probably some science behind it. Yeah. And it's just just because it's not unknown to us doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that first uh, YouTube video, Spirit Science, that you showed me. Yep, that was from Bo and Nadia. <laughs> yeah, oh man, it was just like... It was so out there, right? Yeah, it was pretty out there. But I mean, I was so close-minded, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. And I, guess, I think the video was just kind of just very fast too and they didn't really stop to like explain things they were just right. like matter so of the fact. delivery wasn't uh, the mm-hmm. best so yeah. but the content was like eye opening mm-hmm. maybe out there i don't know but but yeah what is normal what is out there like that's the clown world yeah. that we're living in now like everybody thinks they know what reality is and they're just trying to shove that onto other people and right. say i know what reality is even when i try to just talk about real like events that are happening today mm-hmm. they, they sound so it's so clowny it's, yeah. it just is like well this happened and this is not normal so like how do i don't know how do we define what normal is or what's uh, what's too extreme you know like i yeah i don't know because uh the book law of one really mm. kind of um opened my eyes too because um and that's another one that I was reading and then you kind of deep dove mm-hmm. into it and it was then you just got me back. Around, in. It was sitting around the house and I was just like, uh, I don't have time for that. You know, it was just like, I was thinking, I don't know what I was thinking, but it, when I picked it up and started, well, when I started the audiobook, uh-huh. I was just like, this is not what I was expecting at It's all. alien philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. But uh, the whole idea that we're pretty much just here in a school, you know, Mm-hmm. Our whole purpose is to evolve our consciousness. That's the only reason we're here. Mm-hmm. I think we get locked into like the mundane aspects of the world and just trying to survive and just trying to be comfortable and just trying to, I don't know, just get day to day with whatever we're obsessed with in that moment. And then, right. then we die. But if you look at it from a, a perspective of this is a school, mm-hmm. we're here to learn, we're here to evolve our consciousness. And there's two ways that you can do that. You can go down the path to service to self or service to others. Mm-hmm. And they kind of get rid of that like good versus evil because right. those words don't really, I mean, they help, but I feel like they'll, they'll trip you up too. Right. And I, so I like the it, bringing in the service to self or service to other. It's like a, a fresh way to look at good and evil, mm-hmm. I would feel like. Right. And so the negative and positive polarity. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you choose your path, it's important to try to stay on that path as much as possible and not jump right. back. Uh, and not be lukewarm. Like, yes, not be lukewarm. Not be like, oh, I'm sometimes good, I'm sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, pick pick a side. Yeah. And not good or bad, but service to self or service to other. Yeah, but we can we can substitute those for good right. and bad because I think that's what we mean. So we're mm-hmm. on the same definition yeah. for that. But yeah, yeah. So that book kind of changed my perspective on um, why we're here. And I, it still feels like the same as like Christian philosophy you know, uh, in the sense of, you know, you're trying to do good, but it's more of like, yeah, you have to do good kind of in Christianity. Right. Because if you don't, you'll go to hell, but it's just kind of the same thing in law of one it's because it's like the negative laws of the for, universe. Mm-hmm. Like you can only go down the negative path for so long before mm-hmm. you realize that like, Oh, like I'm not getting anywhere with this. Yeah. Um, 
So it has like a natural self-correcting, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, you can. I think it's important to like experience what you came here to experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are negative things. Yeah. Cause I mean, quote unquote negative things. Mm-hmm. But if the negative thing that you experience propels you to, you know, evolve your consciousness, mm-hmm. like, was it really a, that, then it gets weird. Like, is it yeah. a bad thing that happened? Like, yeah. Cause that book really helped me to um, see everything as a catalyst to evolve mm-hmm. your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So you can take in any, any, everything is energy. Like no matter what you stump your toe on something, you can use that to evolve your consciousness somehow. Right. If somebody brings you the perfect gift that you wanted, like that's a lot of energy coming in. You get excited. Like, mm-hmm. so your range of emotions from like despair to like the highest moment in your life, like, all of that is just energy. So just call it all energy. And so as you're taking that energy in, you can use that. You can transform it. Yes. And that's what transmutation is. And mm-hmm. I I never really thought about that because everybody gets stuck on like a, um, like alchemy and transmutation. Like you want to turn a rock into gold. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just like not <laughs> as exciting as turning like, you know, shitty situation into like a positive yeah because if you can do that and like that's better than gold in a way it but is. we still get stuck on like these uh these physical things that it's just like if i could turn a rock into gold that i'd be this something and it's mm-hmm. just like but if you could turn every scenario into something positive then that's even better so it's just like having the assumption that everything that's happening is happening for you yes it's not against you the universe is for you yeah so for you to evolve you on yeah. whatever path that you're choosing so right yeah yeah i guess i'll check on baby right now go yes. on a little break break okay break All right, I think we're back now. Working out the kinks in this thing. Working yeah. out the kinks. <laughs> and you get the mother of the year over there holding little baby Misha. She's titty a, in her mouth. Titty in her mouth. <laughs> See if she'll cooperate. Yeah, but as podcast. soon as we start talking, she like pulls off and like looks at one of us. She's like, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about? I have things to say too. We know you have things to say, little baby. And as soon as you're old enough to say them, we will let you say them. I guess you can talk now. She's like right she's, in front of the microphone. She's mic'd up now. She is kind of mic'd up now. So we'll see how she cooperates. But baby life. Baby how you life. how you liking baby life? I love baby life. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really good. Yeah. I'm surprised that, um, not that I li- liked as much as I thought I would. I guess I was very indifferent about kids like mm-hmm. growing up. I guess... In my mind, I always said that uh, I want to have kids by like 35. You're close to that number. Yeah, I was 36 when I had it. But it was just like an arbitrary number that I threw out there only because I did like just the math of like, oh, if I'm 55 and they're 20, that still sounds fine. You know, I guess I didn't want to be too old, even though I was still like, if it doesn't happen, it's fine. But I'm definitely happy that it happened because me too. it changed. I don't know what it changed about me, but it feels feels good it really does yeah i don't know exactly what it changed but you just definitely seem i don't know more at peace Mm -hmm. more calm in a way yeah but still you still yourself i don't Mm -hmm. think like yeah it's taken away that 
Yeah. And just, uh, like from the beginning, like I was never, I never really held kids that much or was like too nurturing to kids Mm -hmm. at all. I was always thinking like if I had kids that I, I don't know, I would relate to them better as like, uh, once they're like junior high, Mm -hmm. high school kind of, because like when my parents did foster care growing up, they didn't want to really want to do, um, super, yeah, babies or something like that. So I always saw myself as like, okay, I would relate to my kid once they got a little bit older. That just feels more natural to me. But like as soon as Misha was born and like I held her for the first time, I was just like, oh, yeah, I can do this. This is like a natural thing. Like I can just give me that little football. <laughs> yeah. You seem like you've like figured out her patterns and like mm-hmm. how, what, how to get her to take a nap. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely fun. She's very much more a night baby than I'm, I'm realizing. She wakes up so much more at the night because she doesn't sleep too much during the day but she's way more calm and stuff during the day so yeah maybe she's like her daddy yeah i think so yeah yeah but i mean i don't know it's it's fun it's fun having little mish mish around i like how we take her to everything that we go to it doesn't feel like we've um shifted too much no and i think we've shifted in anything in the right direction Mm -hmm. i feel like the community we found here in austin through law of one Mm -hmm. and meeting all those folks and then bringing our baby to all their book clubs. Yeah. They have so many book clubs. And she's just a really chill baby too, for the most part. You're a good baby. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. (laughs) I think if she wasn't as well behaved, obviously it probably wouldn't be as cool to bring her. It'd be kind of like, so far we lucked out and people, yeah, people keep telling us that if you have another one, do not expect it to be like this one. Yeah. I think Misha, she's like a highly evolved soul. (laughs) Yeah, I call her a little master sometimes because little master. yeah, a little master because she'll be like getting into her fussy moods, and I can't really like calm her down sometimes unless I'm doing something that I think I I should be doing anyways. Ah. So if like if I start like uh, working out or something like that, then she'll start giggling she, and she's like happy, and then she'll like take a nap if like I'm working out. I'm just like, how do you know that I need to be doing this? You know, like how you know I need to be like stretching or like playing piano or something like that? She will not let me just chill. And like, uh, I don't really play on my phone too much at the house when you're not here, mm-hmm. but yeah, she, if I do, if I try to sit down and just take a little break, a little, just a me time, just like, I want to see what's happening in the world, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, she'll get kind of fussy and she'll be like, no, you need to be doing something else. I'm like, okay, Good. little master. Okay. So yeah, that's my little master over there. My little Misha. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Let's get back to, um, I didn't feel like I really got into the 9-11 stuff. <laughs> okay, well, we can we can start there. That's like a good entry point. I think most people should be up to date with <laughs> yeah. how fake that was. Well, I mean, real to the extent that it affected a lot of people li- lives. Sure. People died. People died. Yeah, Very I mean, real in that sense. But I think the thing that jumps out to me, like there's so much evidence in in that world that I'm just like, well, I'm not an expert on that, you know? Right. But the thing I am an expert on <laughs> is like my own vision of what I see. So like when right. I see like the, uh, like building seven, that was the thing that kind of, took me over the edge where it's just like this didn't even get hit by a plane and it collapsed and it just collapsed like a demolition i was just like okay there's no way in my mind that i can just write that off as legit but it's crazy to think that i don't know what percentage of americans think that 9-11 was something fishy about it mm-hmm. but it's like it's hard to like what do you respond with that you yeah know? that's, yeah, that's the hard part it's like okay so what 9-11 was an inside job possibly yeah then 
what do you do with that? Yeah, I I have no idea. But I guess what I guess what I did with that was just like start thinking for myself more mm-hmm. and just question things. Yeah, questioning things and not just going along with the narrative of whatever the government says. Mm-hmm. Like it's so weird for me to think about like as I was growing up in school, like doing the Pledge of Allegiance every morning just seems so weird to me now. Like I pledge my allegiance like it's <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, it's just yeah. strange to, to think about. And so that was like one of the first things like, wait a minute, the government's kind of what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just like, oh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And then we all know that one's a lie, too. And so. then you see, I think what when you look at what's happening, mm-hmm. I think the questions I ask myself are like, who benefits from this? Yes, yeah. Um, so with 9-11, I think it, it put people in fear. Mm-hmm. And when you put people in fear, they make irrational choices. Yes. So then the government can come in and roll out the Patriot Act. And yeah. people are like, oh, yes, we need that because the terrorists were so scared. Mm-hmm. And so they'll willingly allow the government to spy on them. Yes. So I think that this is what happens is the problem reaction solution. Yeah. Is that the powers that be, they want to implement something, mm-hmm. but it's unpopular. And so they got to somehow convince us yeah. that it's a good idea. Because what... Like the like going back to law of one and like mm-hmm. the path of uh, service to to self, you know, mm-hmm. I think their biggest motive is to like manipulate your free will into giving them power. Like, of course, they could like enslave you. It's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah they, it's not the they same need thing. to have your consent mm-hmm. on some level, yeah. even if it's consent ill-gained mm-hmm. by you were tricked or whatnot. Yeah. They still have your somewhat of your consent. Yeah, I think that somehow gives them more power for whatever it is. I think they it helps accomplish. them to not gain as much karma yeah maybe so yeah maybe they can like go down the path of service to self without gaining yeah karma that they'll have to pay back right because they kind of got you to acquiesce yeah it's like well because they still want to be comfortable and they want to be i don't know they want to feel good about ruling but karma is a bitch you know right it doesn't matter how much material wealth or power that you have like karma is still in play so if you don't accumulate karma but you can still accumulate power, then maybe that's your way down the that road. Oh, you just last longer down that road, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. eventually not. What do you mean by last longer? Like in this physical You could say, sense? well, I mean, according to Law of One, you know, after the end of sixth dimension, mm-hmm. uh, you can't really progress any further down the negative polarity. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying is like, at some point you the, even the ones who have chosen the negative path essentially mm-hmm. switch back to positive. Yeah. To join back with source. Yeah. Yeah. That's still, um, that's like a, a, I know I kind of dropped some stuff that's kind of out there, but um, yeah, that's fine though. I feel a lot of the people that are probably maybe going to be tuning into this, are probably not far off of true. that path or way beyond where we are mm-hmm. too. So I don't know. Do you feel like this podcast is going to be like an entry level, like kind of red pill kind of thing or kind of like a more deep? I think it would be kind of on, instead of in the red pill genre, mm-hmm. but also putting a spiritual lens on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like what kind of, um, let's say like, uh, I feel like Joe Rogan's podcast would be like more of like the red pill but within, Some. yeah, within kind of like a reality kind of state. Because he's not going to talk. I mean, I guess he does you talk about. You could say more in the 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more in the 3D. And then yeah. opposed to like an Aaron Abke 
or like a know thyself podcast they're going to be more on the spiritual yeah yeah they're going to be yeah way deeper off into like the yeah Mm -hmm. the spiritual but i think those timelines are coalescing like the Mm -hmm. 3d timelines of change of a fourth turning Mm -hmm. are lining up with like the 5d timelines of ascension so there it's it's like a pivotal time in our history yeah because i feel like we're being pushed off of like the plank to like choose kind of a side here and you're just like do you feel are you do you believe in what like the government is at this point, or do you think reality is something completely different than what they're forcing down your throat? Right. And I think another thing I want to talk about is how sometimes we like to put, uh, put the blame on an external, like mm-hmm. oh, on the day or mm-hmm. on the government, mm-hmm. but it's important to recognize our, our part in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are acquiescing to things. Yes. So yeah. you, you're casting your vote. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially. So that gives you power because it's not just like I'm at the whim of the government, mm-hmm. even though it seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's power in numbers. Yeah. Like the more people awaken, the harder it is for the, for the powers that be to implement what they want to implement. Mm-hmm. And that they're, what we're trying to say on this podcast is that it can come off as like the things we're going to say that we think might happen in 2024. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They might come off as scary or like, mm-hmm. Oh, why would you be spreading doom and gloom or, why are you manifesting these bad scenarios? I'm like, no, I'm not manifesting bad scenarios. I'm showing you what possibly the negative polarity, what's in their playbook. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think they have that many moves Mm -hmm. in order to enact what they want to do in order to like change the views of masses of people. That's difficult. So there's only so many things that they can do. And if you know what they're going to do and you can not react in the way that they want Mm -hmm. you to react, then you have power. Yeah. If they run some scheme on you to trick you, like let's say this will probably turn some people off, but like COVID, mm-hmm. if they run some schemes to tell you there's a pandemic mm-hmm. in order to get you to take a shot yeah, and and you're so fearful, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll get the shot. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Whether it works or doesn't. Whether know? it works or doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you're feeding into it. But mm-hmm. if you know that that's an angle that they could play, mm-hmm. then you won't do what they ask. Yeah. Then you can use that knowledge to be like, oh, I will get it because I believe it works, but you're right. not, you're not making this dis- decision based out of in fear. fear. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not saying like no to all vaccines or no mm-hmm. to any sort of treatment they recommend, but I'm saying like use your direct experience as along with mm-hmm. what the, that's a, that's a hard thing to say. Like, Why? okay, I guess what the CDC says mm-hmm. that it's like, think we put too much faith in those things yeah it's like oh it's a big name it's reputable so i need to give it my Mm -hmm. you know essentially we're exporting our discernment to experts Mm -hmm. you could say and experts deemed by who you know by at large by society yeah experts that are have always been at fault (laughs) like experts like in pfizer who have like trying to think how do i want to say this but um have always seemed to benefit off of people's pain and misery inside of the medical i don't know established yeah yeah and it's it's hard to it's it's nuanced it's not i'm not saying like all western medicine's bad no no if you get shot yeah (laughs) you're in a car wreck please take me to an er please sew me up (laughs) fix my bones you know but like if i get cancer or some sort of like autoimmune disease i I don't have full trust that the medical system is is treating me in the best way possible. Yeah. And I don't think it's like, oh, these doctors are nefarious Mm -hmm. or like they even know that they're not doing. They're just doing what they were taught. 
and yeah, like prescribing antidepressants or prescribing opioids to people, mm-hmm. like it didn't pan out well for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like with uh, with Pfizer and just like the opioid em- epidemic, it's just like it's because of them. They played paid the largest like fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we see these people as bad actors, and then we turn to them as like the heroes, and it's just right. like that doesn't make sense. Like you can't, and that's the clown world. It's like hypocrisy is everywhere. And that's what we're trying. What's what we're seeing today? It's like hypocrisy everywhere, and that's why this show is called Live from Clown World. And a good sign is like if you see anyone censoring something, the person censoring is usually not on the good side. Yeah, you know. And if if you're censoring because oh you're afraid of misinformation getting mm-hmm. out to people, I feel like that's a bigger problem. Yeah, like censoring people. Who gets to decide what is good information, not good information? I I say, let all of it come out. Mm -hmm. Let people decide for themselves. And then set up the places where you can have these open debates about it instead of just like trying to shun people up and shut them up. Just like, why don't have them on a show with an expert that you deem as an expert, then they can actually have an opinion. I can actually have a debate about the quote-unquote facts, you know? Right, and also it's it's weird for me for a government to mandate a medical procedure because, like, every single body is different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, maybe you react negatively to this and someone else doesn't. Yeah. So why is someone mandating how to treat my body if it's not everyone is exactly the same in that sense? Yeah. So. Yep, yep. So, oof, we are in, we're in good times. I mean, you could say it's bad times, crazy times. Like, the foundation is is crumbling but it's uh it's exciting yeah it's exciting <laughs> misha's not too excited right now oh poor baby yeah she's just like i don't know super super wiggly right now but yeah. hey, we're gonna try to make it work I'm doing my best <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're a good mommy you're a good thank mommy. you yeah you're a good daddy thank you thank you we're, we're hey we're five months into this yeah we're five months yeah. in huh? good so far yeah and now we're trying to do a podcast with a baby so now we have another baby which is this podcast podcast it's our little yeah. infant it is our little infant this is day one. Oh, yeah Just brought it to the home from the hospital yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> on valentine's day yeah we'll have to look at the astrology and stars but i felt like i, I kind of looked this up like uh, last week like the transits and mm-hmm. stuff like that but it just seems like it's a good time to start that's good uh, start a business yeah we're just now getting into more astrology stuff yeah yeah it's been fun yeah did you um did you listen to me and josh's podcast the flavor kids podcast i haven't listened to it yet okay okay so i did his like astrology like live on the show and it was yeah it was pretty funny but i'm still very green in it but it's um i don't know it's been very fun to like to look at and like i say like if you believe in astrology or not i feel like just Oh, poor baby. <laughs> okay. We have a Misha soundbite. Yeah, we have a Misha soundbite. Okay, we'll take another break and then we'll come back and talk about the stars. Okay, we'll see if the, the little gremlin in there. She'll give us, she's in baby club. Yeah. So you might hear some like pterodactyl screams in the background. That's our, that's <laughs> yeah, our child. That's our child. Our little pterodactyl baby. But um, no, what I was going to say about uh, astrology, and I'm not going to go too deep in it, into okay. it in this podcast, but um, I like how it forces you to talk about deep things in like your subconscious and mm-hmm. like in your personality your too. Yeah. So I feel like... Um, 
it facilitates really good conversation, whether it's fake or not. The conversations mm-hmm. are pretty cool that come from it. So I think that's right. what has really just been leading me down like that, uh, just the astrology kind of pathway. So. Right. And I, I definitely see that there's an effect. Like you can see how just the moon affects like the mm-hmm. tides of the ocean. Yeah. And so if yeah. you're 70% water, like it's like crazy to not think that it has some sort of effect on Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I like the, the idea of it could be like a mirror to your consciousness too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, as above, so below, like one of the... Right. Yeah, hermetic principles. Exactly. Which is like that could be like that's a reflection of your consciousness in the sky. Like mm-hmm. almost like that, plus like the stars that you were born with right. are all like that's the energy that was coming into your consciousness. The archetypes after, that are like playing roles yeah. in your life. You yeah, know? exactly. The archetypes that yeah, that you can't escape from. Like so you're gonna have to be, I don't know, you're gonna be affected or you're gonna have to like uh, interact with these archetypes because right. every human does, you mm-hmm. know. So I it's expanded my horizons and spirituality so yeah i'm excited for the astrology journey yeah and i started doing some numerology stuff today i'm still this is just day one of that but i can okay. see myself getting pretty pretty Into deep in, yeah well. it's intri- uh, yeah astrology i mean uh numerology too so mm-hmm. yeah so what you got over there in that notebook okay well um i made some notes as far as uh predictions for 2024 oh, yeah, we or whatnot um i guess i can go into some of those okay, items yeah. or, or good news i guess also mm-hmm. i guess some of the good news and this is kind of riffing off of the uh, the great awakening podcast mm-hmm. by aaron apke and jeremy griffith yeah um but he they mentioned like the bitcoin uh, etf approval mm-hmm. and how that's going to affect bitcoin mm-hmm. and uh, the having in april yeah. Um, so I've definitely been starting to rebuy buy into more Bitcoin. Yeah. Recently. And I love how you're like, oh, I should have bought more every I time. I mean, I no always matter. say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. um, essentially, yeah, that's uh, like where do you see? Um, what do you think? How do you think Bitcoin is going to play out in like this whole restructuring of the financial system? Right. So. Um, I think there's like two two things I think can can change the world, and one is um, free and abundant energy. Mm, yeah, you've been on that one for a while. Yeah, and yeah. it's actually why I went to school. It was like mm-hmm. my idea was like I wanted to work in energy because like if you if you if you solve energy, mm-hmm. you solve a whole list of other issues. Yeah, you know, because like you solve food, you solve water desalination. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I hadn't really uh, taken into consideration was our, our monetary system Mm -hmm. and how that's a siphoning of our energy because it's an inflationary fiat system Mm -hmm. and Bitcoin kind of solves that, you know, it decentralizes the, the currency and it it puts a stop on how much Bitcoin can be made. Yeah. Um, so I think those two things are, are huge. And one of the things that I predict is going to occur in 2024 in the coming years is I think that the government will try to push out a CBDC mm-hmm. as a last ditch effort because fiat is going to fail. The yeah. US dollar, you know, is and it's just not very efficient, I guess, either. But I but mean, it's not I, efficient like a fiat currency or just anything. I mean, it makes well, it's more based on nothing. sense to I'm mean, just talking about digital versus like an actual hard asset. I mean, gold makes sense in a way but mm-hmm. like this thing that you can print and just make more of you know right that doesn't have really that much of an intrinsic value yeah once it. we got off the gold standard yeah. you know we've kind of just willy-nilly just kept printing yeah paper um and it's becoming detached from reality mm-hmm. um 
Do you not feel like, I'm just going to play devil's advocate, that Bitcoin is being detached from reality? I think that's going to have its own set of issues. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the fact that, like, okay, there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoin ever created. Mm -hmm. And if um, some people get their hands on a good percentage of that, what does that mean for the rest of the world? Or, you know, like just but, because... I mean, as long as it's flowing, you know, as long as it's not being held and hoarded in a bank account or, right. like, in a cold storage wallet. I think it's a step in the right direction, is yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, it's... 100% better than It fiat. could be a nice transitioning to a new world. Like we need to get off of whatever we're on now because and it's definitely not working. I think the dangers, like as 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 terrible as fiat currency is, because mm -hmm. it basically, it, anything you save just kind of gets wiped away. Mm -hmm. It's like an invisible tax I see yeah, as that. Yeah. Um, so it just keeps you constantly having to plug away at, mm -hmm. at the... You know, the hamster wheel. Want. Yeah. <laughs> and so it keeps you in that thing. Um, versus like if you had a currency that wasn't devalued, you could earn it and it keep your wealth. It mm -hmm. wouldn't just d disintegrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but where I was going with this was uh, the CBDC stuff. I think that's super scary. Mm -hmm. I think the idea that getting rid of cash and moving to that system where I see CBDC more as like as as tokens mm -hmm. it's like you know when you you're playing at Chuck E. cheese and you get tokens to buy like certain things like and they only work to buy those things yeah. that's essentially what a cbdc is yeah. they're gonna you're not gonna have the freedom to go like oh i'm gonna buy crypto with my cbdc or i'm gonna buy this it's gonna the government's gonna control like okay yeah. this person you can only buy food with this mm -hmm. or oh you made a, a nasty tweet we didn't like you're yeah. shut off you yeah. can't purchase anything it'll be tied to some social credit thing right yeah and and it's one of those things like the only way I think they could convince people to switch to that mm -hmm. is by tricking them. Mm. And that would be by one fear. Like mm, if, the, yeah. if the US dollar starts like plummeting and mm -hmm. like inflation goes through the roof, people are like, oh, my God, I need to switch my money to something. Yeah. And government's like, oh, we'll save you. We'll give you this CBDC. Yeah. You know, and we'll give you free CBDC a thousand dollars if you sign up. Yeah. Um, like it's not free. <laughs> Do you think, I guess they'll be able to inflate it at will though too, Yeah, right? it's like, it's it doesn't even make sense to me. Like these people like tanked the financial system. Mm -hmm. So you're going to trust them again to restart it? These people are the brokest fuckers in the world. Yeah. and that's, <laughs> Like the national debt is insane. And then like they. Like you wouldn't give a loan. Like if you took the national debt and you, and you made that a person. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I make this many, 10,000 a year, but I'm mm. in debt for a hundred thousand and and i'm racking up ten thousand and dot every yeah. year it's like you would and not give dang. a loan to that person yeah you'd be like wow they are crazy yeah they're very bad with money our government is very <laughs> bad with money so that's right. why i guess i'm against even just like taxing the rich more or taxing anybody more like it's right because it's going to inefficient like government is like mm -hmm. inefficient so it's like like you we give our government like 24 percent of your w-2 wages mm -hmm. right what do you get out of that? Yeah. We're not going to get social security when we're old. So it's oh, like, no, 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 no. like, but if they actually invested that at the, at the rate that they take it from us, you, everyone would be millionaires by the time they, well, they probably are investing it just in things that are benefit the people at the top, you know? <laughs> right. So, um, but I do think that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that are, are not, you know, government CBDC will be like a black market. Mm -hmm. Like when, it, when they're forcing essentially the mark of the beast on you Yeah. and like, um, when you get canceled and you can't buy stuff in <laughs> your CBDC anymore, yeah. then I think Bitcoin would be the alternative. Yeah. 
If but it just seems like they could still have control over Bitcoin too, since it is like this digital currency. Like if I you don't have internet or you know a device to actually transfer your Bitcoin to buy things. I mean, that's another thing I think that they're gonna pull is um, they want to have the internet be like you access it with an ID, mm, some sort mm-hmm. of regulated, you know. But in order to convince people to do this, because like right now we don't have that, yeah. is to create fear. So they'll maybe do a cyber attack or a blackout and blame it on Russia or China and say yeah. like, we need this, you know, new internet yeah. because like this is too unsafe. We can't have this. Mm-hmm. And we go back and forth, I guess, between um, like, do we think that they'll cut off the internet? Because it seems like they would lose a lot of control, but they could also cause a lot of fear at the same time. So you think they're going back and forth? I think that they are, there's, only a certain moves that they can play, uh-huh. chess chess moves, yeah, to get their thing across. Um, I mean, I think, I think that's a hail mary. That's yeah. like a kamikaze move. Yeah, yeah, I you think know? so too. I mean, the fact that you have like uh, billionaires building bunkers mm-hmm. is like they're at least entertaining the idea that potentially things could get really crazy. Yeah, but I'm not too mad at the billionaires for building Oh, I don't. No, if I, was, if I had that much money, I would probably yeah, do the same thing. I'm exactly. not mad at Even them. Even if the world was in a really great, amazing place. Right, just in case. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that person anyways. Like, we, I have my little bunker. It's right. not like this billion-dollar bunker or no. anything like that, but I have my space where it's like I want to be self-sufficient and, mm-hmm. I don't know, surround myself in my little turtle shell you know so i'm not mad at them for that no i'm not mad it's more just telling of like what they think might happen Mm -hmm. um but not to instill fear because i think that no matter what happens it's what's meant to happen yeah and that's what we need to go through collectively to evolve our souls souls. and because this is just a school (laughs) and also to remember that this is not the end like Mm -hmm. i can see how it's scary if you're in a purely materialistic mindset and you mm-hmm. think that, okay, after I die, it's over, game, yeah. game over, nothing, I'm, I'm dust. Um, in that case, it could be really scary to think mm-hmm. about these like doomsday type of scenarios. Yeah, but, but at you, the same time, like you're... But if you know you're an eternal soul yeah. and that like, okay, even if things get really bad and you know you die or something, mm-hmm. you're going to die anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay... Um, I think the more important part is like people standing up and for what they believe in mm-hmm. and, and being sovereign. I think that's a big one. It's it's hard to yeah. really go against the system when you're reliant on it. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it's you have to feed your family and you need to get that paycheck, then yeah, you know they own you. Yeah. And so I think part of uh, I think merging the spirituality with the 3D is realizing that. You know, in order to fight the system, you have to not be reliant on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be sovereign. You mm-hmm. have to be financially independent that's a big one yeah in order to really have the freedom to say fuck you i'm not doing that yeah you have to be able to provide what you need and that looks uh very different to a lot of people so right i mean yeah. you could um you know provide that growing your own food or mm-hmm. whatnot um and, and i think you're never 100 percent safe you yeah. can't say like oh if i stack all this money i'll be mm-hmm. safe or if i because that's not how life works no um because that's so not the name of the game you can be maybe you could say relatively safer mm-hmm. but it's not a guarantee like yeah. if there's if there's a pole shift and <laughs> yeah the earth goes through a dramatic change and there's like uh, tidal waves and just nat- crazy natural disasters like and you don't make it like you didn't really have control over that uh, yeah it's just and if you don't have control over everything do you even have control 
<laughs> is control yeah. like an all or nothing type thing? I don't, I guess. Yeah, maybe. it might be. Cause like if I'm thinking like you, yeah, you'd have to have control over everything to say that you have control, you know, mm -hmm. cause if you don't have control over this one thing, I think and you it have affects control you. of your state of mind. Yes. Or your, yeah. Your, um, your perception of mm -hmm. things like you can obviously can't control everything that happens. Mm -hmm. And that's just because there's other, well, we're all one, but at the same time, there's other pools and energies trying mm -hmm. to get things accomplished. Yeah. It's not just you. But you get to decide what you think. But that's you get something to decide that you, what you think. have absolute control over. No one can take that from yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the only thing you actually have control of. So why Your not? Your consciousness. Yeah. Which you, is everything, which is the eternal part. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's big. I'm just yeah. like connecting dots right now and clicking in my head. I mean, I was thinking that anyways, but now it's just like even more so it's just self-observation you know and really just trying to nail down what i believe and try to take my life down what i believe you know so right um, yeah take the power out of other people's hands if they're trying to affect you in like ways to make you fearful or ways to i don't know kind of like just surrender your power you know right don't surrender your power and your power is in your consciousness. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you typing over there? Oh, I was. I could play a clip that I like. Oh yeah, play a clip. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're good to go. Okay. The universe makes you aware of something because it's asking you to take a righteous relationship to that thing. And if each one of us does that on an individual level, the gravity of the planet starts shifting dramatically towards the positive as each one of us do that, right? So that's what this show is about. That's why we're here to inform, to educate, to uplift, to encourage, and to empower our listeners to say, we're living in the greatest time of human history. We truly are. This is the great awakening. There's no more exciting time to be alive. There's no more opportunistic time to be alive. And your soul came here for this, right? So why not play the game that you came here to play? Wow. Yeah, that's pretty What good. a mic drop of an ending. I got you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, so that's from Aaron Apke. Yeah, is, yeah, I've been following him for. You have a been following while. him for a while. Yeah, and was, it's, it's 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 been interesting to meet other fans of his in the wild, mm -hmm. like um, going yeah. to that Law of One meetup, and then someone ma mentioning Aaron Apke, which makes sense because Aaron Apke is a Law of One yeah. teacher, and he's here in Austin too, and he lives here right. in Austin yeah. too, and so it's just like, oh wow, like because it's just like teachings i've been studying for a while but like hadn't really had anyone to like share them with i'm like yeah. oh there's others there's yeah. others out there oh yeah yeah it feels um like it's becoming like you're running into more and more of these same kind of ideas i don't know if that's just like people attracting what they it's like when we want, went to the law of one meetup and then someone mentioned gene keys and we're uh -huh. all like yes we're yeah. reading that too and so yeah. it's like I mean, maybe it's just the this, this similar, their circles that mm -hmm. run along together. Yeah. But it's just been like, okay, reaffirming of like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else that you really wanted to get into over there um, in that little book of notes? Of notes. Yeah. Let's see. Anything that just pops out at you? I mean, we went over the cyber mm -hmm. 
Um, I was going to mention that the Leave the World Behind movie. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say about that? Just like the predictive programming, how yeah. like it's weird to watch like Netflix movies now because I'm just like watching them with that lens of like, what are they trying to pitch at me? Yeah. But who are they? You know? Yeah. That's another. Because um, if we have this, I mean, if we are fictional, all are one. And if we are in a simulation, that means there is a creator. Is he using, I don't know, I guess quote-unquote, Hollywood to bring out ideas. And they can bring them in negative lights or positive lights, but it's just like, why are these ideas coming out? I know? think they're playing a role. It's like a drama. Yeah, so it's yeah. there to wake you up. Yeah, the darkness is there. All serves the one infinite creator, mm -hmm. you know? So And you can choose whether you How serve you it serve. Yeah, in a negative way or mm -hmm. in a positive way. But at the end of the day, we're all going where the one infinite creator wants us to go, and we don't have a choice on that. Like I see the analogy as like um, it's kids in the back seat screaming their heads off while you're on a road trip. You know, uh -huh. it's like yeah, you can be screaming your head off in the back of the road, on I mean, the back of the back car, seat. yeah, or you can be like having a good time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it doesn't matter. You're still going to the same place, but you can right. be causing other people to have a bad time. You could take a different journey there, but mm -hmm. the yeah. journey is like yeah, the journey's the same, but it's just like you can um, you can be fighting against it, or mm -hmm. you can be helping that happen you know and making right. it more harmonious or you can make it more i don't know what's the what's the what's the opposite of harmony uh disharmony yeah. discord i mean dissonance dissonance yeah. i i think of it like like we're all one but you can look at us like different waves but we're still all part of like that same ocean mm -hmm. and i think if you want to tap into like your higher highest powers it's like realizing that that force that's going through the whole universe is also going through you. Yeah. And like, I don't really know what that means in day-to-day -day life necessarily, mm -hmm. but I have a hunch that tapping into that is what the way. Yeah, is. I think so. I mean, I feel like we're on a, we're on a pretty good journey here. So, all right. Well, I think, uh, I think that might be show one. That's a good intro yeah, show. Maybe we'll do some, uh, some longer ones later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know babies in there talking about baby things. Pterodactyl baby. Yeah, pterodactyl baby. It's not having a good time in there. So we'll go check on baby and then, um, yeah, good show, love. Yeah. Thank you, love. <laughs> happy Valentine's. Yeah, happy Valentine's to you too. <laughs>